of the hour, Brother Tim Flowers. Uh, Tim is uh, not uh, new to White Oak. He has been here a number of times. Tim was a good friend of J.C.'s. Uh, he knows Linda Blair and Glenda Blair, good friends of theirs. He worships at the Eastside Congregation in Cleveland. Tim is not a full-time preacher, but he preaches often. Uh, he's in demand for part-time preaching at various locations and has uh, done that for several years. So I'm sure we're going to have to hear a very good gospel sermon. Come preach to us, Tim. Good morning. If you want to, I'll open your Bibles up to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we'll be reading verses 9 through 13. You know, anytime I ever get to preach for the first time in a place I have never been, I'm often reminded of the story of Raccoon John Smith. said he got up to preach one night and said he became so nervous and everything, he jumped off the podium and ran out the side door, and he finally tripped over a limb and got back up and come back in and finished the sermon, so I always look for that side door when I get to preach. But I got to thinking this morning, here I am at White Oak, and I'm actually from White Oak Mountain. I grew up in White Oak Mountain, up on around Georgetown. The title of the lesson this morning is Spiritual Things with Spiritual Words. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 9, says, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Words. Words are the signs of ideas. God's ideas have been expressed in God's word. We cannot know the things of God but by the word of God. And neither can we express the will of God, but by the word of God. God has revealed himself to us. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, even so they are without excuse. That is God revealing himself to us in what is known as a general revelation. That is the revelation that we see through nature. When you woke up this morning, you could look around and see all the beautiful things of nature and know that there is a God. For the heavens declare the glory of God and the firm that show up his handiwork. Psalms chapter 19 and verse 1. But we cannot know the mind of God or God's will for mankind through this natural revelation. 
But God has also revealed himself to us through a special revelation. That is God making known to man what man had no other way of knowing on his own. In Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21 says, Knowing this verse that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Also in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, says, God who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, but happened his last days spoken unto us by his Son. Today God speaks to us through his Son's revealed word. All scripture, says Paul, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. Second Timothy chapter 3, and verse 16 and 17. The word inspiration comes from the Greek word theos neustos. It is a word which means God breathed. This book that we call the Bible is indeed inspired, the authoritative, the inerrant word of God. It is God's complete revelation to mankind. Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints, Jude 3. And also, according to his divine power, he has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, for the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. This book contains the words by which we are to live by so that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. John 10 and 10. You will turn with us to John chapter 1. You know, when we think of words, we think of a message, the expression of one's ideas. In John chapter 1, we find that God, that Jesus Christ is that message, that he is the word. Beginning with verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, about him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended not. Then in verse 14 tells us that that word was made flesh, and it dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father. Full of, and we know that the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, since the Word is God and Jesus Christ is that Word, then He is God. He was in the beginning with God, and He is the Creator of all things. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The word there for God is the Hebrew word Elohim. It is a word referring to the Godhead of God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In John 4 and 24 tells us that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, since we are to worship God in spirit and in truth, then we need to know what truth is. While Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, 
He said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That is the word of God. Now, since we are to worship God in spirit and in truth, then we are to worship God according to the word of God. The New Testament is a pattern by which we are to go by. In Galatians 3 and 24 and 25, it tells us that the old law was a schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But when faith is come, we are no longer under that schoolmaster. The New Testament is the pattern by which we are under today. For where our testament is, there must also a necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead, otherwise it is no strength at all, while the testator liveth. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 16 and 17. Jesus Christ was that testator. He went to the cross of Calvary. There he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Colossians 2, 14. So then the New Testament is the pattern by which we are to go by. It is the pattern of sound words. Paul said, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. Sound and spiritual thoughts are cut out by the pattern of sound words. If we do not get the words, then we do not get the ideas. God's ideas have been expressed in the spiritual words of the New Testament. If we do not get God's words, then we do not get God's ideas. You see, every word is a nutshell, and faith is the kernel. And we must enter into the word to get the faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. God also combined faith with the word and called it the word of faith. But what saith it, the word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Romans 10, 8. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven six. But without the word we cannot have faith, and that therefore without the word of God we cannot be pleasing to God. God has revealed to us what he wants, and that is what it will take to please him. If what we are and what we do is not found in the word of God, the New Testament, then we are not in the faith. How can one be in the faith if and when the church to which he belongs, the doctrine which he teaches, the worship in which he is engaging in, is not found in the word of God? How can a thing that is separated from the word of God be of faith when the things of faith are combined with the word of faith? If a thing is spiritual, God has a word for it. If it is carnal, the word of God is not combined with it. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans 8, 6. But examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, said that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Second Corinthians 13 and verse 5. We need to be like the Bereans in Acts 17.11. They studied the scriptures daily to see whether or not the things that they were being taught was indeed from the word of God. 
So then let us study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman, and if not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Let us not add to the word of God, nor let us take away from the word of God, but let us speak where the Bible speaks, and be silent where it is silent. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to everyone that asketh you of the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. First Peter 3 and 15. The church of our Lord is a spiritual thing which God has combined spiritual words. When we speak of the church, let us speak of it as the word of God speaks and be silent where it is silent. In Matthew the 16th chapter, we find that Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea at Philippi. And he asked his disciples this question. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they answer and some say that you're John the Baptist or Elias or others say that you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But then Jesus gets personal with them and he asks them, Who do you say that I am? In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 16, we find that Peter gives an answer to that question. He said that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood is not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Here Jesus promised to build the church upon Peter's confession that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. The word church comes from the Greek word ekklesia, which means called out. The church is a called out body of people which makes up his kingdom. Matthew chapter 20, Matthew 16, 18 and 19. For God had put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. The church then is the body of Christ, and the body of Christ then is the church or the called out of Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, and we be bound or free. We have all been made to drink into one spirit, 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. The church, Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body, Ephesians 5 and 23. And the Lord added to the church daily such as were being saved, Acts 2 and 47. So then the saved are added to the one body of Christ, which is the church of Christ, which he hath purchased with his own blood, Acts 20 and 28. There is no one who is saved who is outside of the body of Christ, the church of Christ, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, Acts 4.12. The church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, Ephesians 2.20. And we are not to build upon another foundation, for we build upon another foundation will be like the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. But we are to, 
build upon that one foundation, upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. The church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the pillar and the ground of the truth, 1 Corinthians 3.15. The church is also to worship God in spirit and in truth. For our worship to be spiritual, we must do spiritual things which are combined with spiritual words. The New Testament, rightly divided, contains those spiritual words. We are to partake of the Lord's Supper upon the first day of the week, Acts 20 and 7. We are not to partake of the Lord's Supper annually or quarterly. If we were to partake of the Lord's Supper annually or quarterly, then there would, would have the pattern for it. So then let us partake of it upon the first day of the week, for this is the pattern. Acts 27. Paul writing to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 29 says, For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drank of unworthily. And unworthily, eateth and drank of damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. We are to partake of the Lord's, partake of the bread that represents Christ's body upon the cross. And the partake of the fruit of the vine represents his blood that he shed for the remission of our sins. Matthew chapter 26 and 28. For our giving to be spiritual, we must also do spiritual things which are combined with spiritual words. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Now concerning the collection of the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him a store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. So let every man, according as he is purposed in his heart, so let him give not grudgingly, nor necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Second Corinthians chapter, Galatians 3, 5, 3, 4, excuse me. We are to give upon the first day of the week, and he tells us how we are to give. We are to give as we've been prospered. And he tells us how we are to give, and that is with a cheerful heart, and not grudgingly, nor necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Tithing was under the old law, and we are not to go back under the old law. If we go back under the old law, then you're fallen from grace. If we go back under the old law, we are debtor to keep the whole law. And Jesus Christ has become a none effect. We are to worship God in our singing. We are to sing with the Spirit, and we are to sing with understanding also. First Corinthians 15, 14, excuse me, 14 and 15. 
And Ephesians 5 and verse 19 says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. We see here that we are to, to sing, sing and, not, and to make the melody in our heart to the Lord. We are told what to sing. We are to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And we are to sing with the Spirit, and we are to understand what we are singing. We are also to pray, to go to our Father in prayer. We also have the preaching of God's Word. We are to preach the Word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, for it is the gift of God. In order to receive this gift, we must do spiritual things with spiritual words. Many today tell us that you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is believe. In Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9 says, Though he were son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. So there is something that we must do. In Second Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning with verse 7. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire, taking vengeance upon them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Here it tells us that we must obey the gospel. If not, then God will take vengeance upon us. How do we obey the gospel? First of all, we need to know what the gospel is. First Corinthians chapter 15 tells us that the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But how do we obey the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? We cannot go up on the, be crucified on the cross like he was. In Romans chapter 6, we find that they had obeyed from the heart a form of that doctrine. Romans 6, and verse 3, says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Wherefore, by once, wherefore, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we shall not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. For if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, and death hath no more dominion over him. For he that dieth, he dieth unto sin once, but he that liveth, he liveth unto God. This is the form of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. When we 
hear the word of God and believe its message and willing to repent of our sins, that's when we die to ourselves. Then we are buried with him by baptism into his death. Then we are raised to walk in a new life in Christ. In Matthew chapter 26 and verse 28, you know, Jesus said this is the blood of the New Testament which was shed for many for the remission of sins. When we discover when we, when we receive the remission of sins, that is where we come in contact or receive the benefits of Christ's blood. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 tells us that, that he washed us from our sins in his own blood. So when did we have our sins washed away? In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. Paul was told, Why tarest thou arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord? When we are baptized, we are calling upon the name of the Lord to wash us from our sins in his own blood. Revelations 1, 5, Acts 22 and 16. Even Jesus, gave the, when he gave the great commission, he told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. If there is anyone here this morning who has not obeyed the gospel, you have the opportunity to do so by believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, by repenting of your sins, confessing Him before men, and then be baptized into His death that you can be raised to walk in a new life of Him. But maybe you're a child of God and you've let sin come back into your life. You can be forgiven of those sins if you're willing to repent and confess those sins and He is faithful and He is just and He will forgive you of your sins. But you also must continue to walk in the light as He is in the light. Then we have fellowship with one another and His blood will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you're subject to the Lord's invitation at this time, won't you come as we stand and as we sing?